By law students. For past, present, and future law students. Bringing you information to help your career. This is The Law School Show with Rishi and Chris. Chris, my man, what's going on? <laughs> well, just like you, I think I'm grooving to the sound of that new intro. Well, you got to teach me some of these new dance moves that you picked up. Uh, this kind of smooth cannot be taught, Rishi. We'll leave it at that. Today, we have a very dynamic individual on the show. He's the founder of Ward's PC, and his name is Jason Ward. Jason is an entrepreneur. He is a businessman. He is a great lawyer. He's a family man multi-talented individual. What do we discuss with Jason? We talk about his decision to leave Bay Street and start his own practice and some of the challenges he faced while starting that practice. And we talk about uh, the business side of running a legal practice. And the importance of giving back and community involvement. Before we roll into the intro, small disclaimer. YouTube is a great platform but there is a better one for listening to long-form conversations. Go to iTunes, search The Law School Show, download, subscribe. Episodes will be automatically forwarded to your mobile devices. Listen to the show on the fly. Take it with you in multiple parts. It's the way to go. It is the optimal experience of listening to The Law School Show. Completely agree. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Jason Ward. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Rishi, and Mr. Jason Ward. How's everybody doing? Perfect. Fine. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. So, Jason, tell us about yourself without talking about law. Well, I'm 43. I'm a dad of three mischievous small children. <laughs> I'm married to Carissa, who is my law partner. We live in Lindsay. Um, I have a pretty busy life outside the law, doing lots of things with my kids and in the community. Uh, and right now seem to be uh, running what I think is one of the largest law firms now in the area. Fantastic. Uh, let's unpack your career a bit. So if you can speak a bit about from the moment you finish your LSATs to where you are right now and provide us a bit of an overview. Uh, LSATs, I decided to write it the night before. I couldn't get in anywhere. I had to drive to Buffalo to do it. So I left at 7 o'clock at night and drove to Buffalo to write the LSAT. Um, after LSATs, like many, I was nervous and challenged about, uh, A, getting into law school, which was hard to do. Um, went to Western, um, got through Western, and I articled in London at a firm there. During my articles, I got picked up by a firm called Ogilvy Renault, as it then was in Toronto, yeah. um, which is a large, as you know, is a lar was a large litigation firm. Um, since that time, I've run in the municipal in the provincial election in 2003 as a Liberal candidate in my home riding. Um, I didn't get elected, and since then, I've opened um, a firm called Ward's PC in Lindsay, but now we have um, an office in Toronto as well, and I've been doing that since about 2004. What was your opinion of law school? Law school was um, a good experience. I think what I drew from law school, or the most benefit I derived from law school, was starting to be taught how to read things like legal cases, 
how to understand how lawyers sort of operate and think, um, getting a sense of what the areas of law are and how law works in society, um, and sort of generally preparing me for what I was going to encounter when I went out into practice. Did you have a good time? I did, but I made the most of it. Um, you know, I, I partied as much as I think anybody else. Uh, and when it got time <laughs> to get serious, I was serious, yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy all my coursework. There were some things I didn't enjoy at all. Um, there were some areas that I found more interesting than others. Uh, I did spend some time working with professors on the side on legal research and articles and uh, and those types of things. Uh, but generally, I had a great time in law school. Great time. Is there a- is there anything you would have done differently uh, if you were to look back and uh, have to do law school all over again? I might have not been so stressed out about the whole experience, um, yeah. despite that I made time for partying and, and spending, you know, doing my own stuff. Probably when I look back, I, I treated it a bit more seriously than I needed to, um, particularly at exam crunch time. Yeah. Um, so if I were to do it again, I think I'd try to be a little more um, less stressed. Uh, be willing more to just experience what it was giving me as opposed to striving to be, you know, the B-plus in the class or the A-minus, particularly Mm -hmm. on the exams, which at the end of the day, um, I don't think had a big difference in my life. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for that. So let's, uh, I want to hear about what was going on, uh, not so much personally, but professionally at the time you decided to leave Toronto and go to Lindsay and open up the firm. What was your biggest motivation for making that switch? A couple things there. Um, I was working for a couple of really well-known litigators, you know, carrying their bags to court, helping them prep their files, getting some good court time. Uh, and the lawyers I was working for were bar none, probably some of the finest litigators in the province at the time. Um, but i got to be honest with you, one day in my office I looked around and looked at all the partners and, you know, most of them had been divorced multiple times. Um, they were stressed. They worked very, very hard at their job. I had just had my first child, and we had bought a home downtown Toronto. My wife was working at Osler Hoskin as a business lawyer mm-hmm. and uh, decided that I didn't think that this was where my life should go at the end of the day. I didn't want to be that partner down the hall necessarily. So I started looking for a change. I got into some business um, sort of activities on the side while I was lawyering. I had always enjoyed politics and basically went in one day and told my supervisor lawyer that I was going to go run the election and I hope they supported me and, you know, here's my notice. How many years were you out from law school before you actually made that switch? Uh, I'm gonna, I think that was four. Uh, between three and four, I, I started practicing... Uh, yeah, I was four years in before I decided um, I was going to make a change. And what kind of law were you practicing uh, in Toronto? I was doing mostly commercial litigation, so um, probably what I would consider now very large-scale litigation involving you know international litigation, price fixing. Uh, I was working on very large construction litigation. Um, you know, at that time they were building the Arcana Center. I had involvement in that. I was acting for very large Canadian retailers on um, Competition Act matters. So pretty, in terms of litigation, commercial litigation, pretty big cases. And why did you pick Lindsay? Did that have uh, both personal and professional reasons? Um, Lindsay was, Lindsay's my hometown. Um, So I was here until I went off to university initially. 
Um, Lindy's always been attractive to me because it's close to Toronto, but not too close. Um, great area to raise a family in. Um, and I, I knew the area and, you know, I had some, uh, notoriety here because my family had been here forever. My father practiced law. I have a, I have family who were judges in the area and other lawyers in the area. So I just, it just was the natural fit for me. Nice. So once you actually made the decision to start your practice, what were some of the first steps that you took uh, to actually get it off the ground? You mean to open my own firm? Yeah. yeah. Uh, i got to be honest with you guys. I didn't have a clue what I was doing because <laughs> what, what neither law school or Bay Street Law teaches you is how to operate a business or how to yeah. be a lawyer on your own. So I literally didn't know anything about how to run a law firm. I didn't know anything about any area of law other than commercial litigation, and I'm not sure I knew about that at the time, uh, at least not very much. So I was starting fresh. Um, you know, one of my most vivid memories is when I when I had to go out and open a law firm, I literally walked downtown and looked for somebody with a for rent sign, um, got, got a little space. I had one laptop computer, no staff, uh, and I put a sign on, on the door that said, uh, at that time, I think it was Ward Ward, because I was hoping my wife would quit Osler's and come and join me. Um, I knew nothing. I got my first real estate refinancing in, yeah. and I don't know if either of you have experience with real estate, but typically, you know, you do a new mortgage, you earn about $250 in fees on the file, and it's it's fairly straightforward. I think I spent 16 hours reading wow. the mortgage instructions from the <laughs> bank, trying to figure out what to do. And I think there might have been a few tears in the process. And at the end of it, I sent a bill for $250 and said, hey, I, should, I should have stayed in Toronto. Um, so I literally came in green and knew nothing about anything. I didn't even know how to set up an HST number. I didn't have a bank account. I went and borrowed uh, $40,000 on the line of credit to try to uh, you know, do the office so it could be a law firm. Um, knew nothing and went in as a complete neophyte. Amazing. And Carissa hadn't even committed to being in Lindsay yet at that point? No, she commuted for the first uh, eight months that this oh, new wow. business was open. Yeah, she was driving back and forth because we'd moved here by then. And uh, I think was reluctant to, to, to make the jump like I did. Um, and frankly, <laughs> we needed income coming in because I wasn't making a whole lot as a lawyer when I opened the doors here. Yeah. So we did it. We did a transition there, but eventually, when I got things sort of rolling, she she also took the risk and decided to leave Oslers. So, what were some of like all these things that you pointed out, which were new to you? How did you go about actually learning about them? Did you have mentors that played a huge role? Uh, so, what were some of those steps that you took? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. I mean, I I knew some of the lawyers locally already because I'm from the area. Um, there were lawyers in the family who I got some advice from, um, but it was it was really trial and error. It was you know uh, things like the accounting. I you know, talked to the accountant. What do I do? What do I set up? Help me out with this. I'd call the CRA and they'd tell me how to open a new business and everything I had to do. And uh, you know, in terms of how do I open client files, I just did my own thing. And 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 you know, when you have a trust account, I yeah. talked to the law society and said, make sure, you know, how do I make sure I don't do something wrong here? Just a lot of time on my own, contacting various people to get get advice on what am I supposed to be doing here. I mean, I had never even seen a legal invoice, despite that I practiced for four years on Bay Street. You know, I had to draft my first legal invoice when I opened the doors here because I'd never seen one. Because when I was in Toronto, I have a I have a docket sheet, and yeah. just docket, and somebody else does everything else. Um, so I didn't even know how to you know I didn't even know how to write a legal invoice when I opened the doors. 
and you know what interest rate you say and how you describe your services and, and all of that. So it was it was all a brand new experience. Amazing. I love that story. Is it, was there ever a time where you're thinking to yourself, what the hell am I doing? Like this was a mistake. You know, I, I thought that repeatedly or I had that recurring thought for probably the first four years after I opened the door. <laughs> um, you know, it was more intense at the beginning, obviously. Um, I think what got me through that is I, I literally just felt in the pit in my stomach that it was the right decision to leave Bay Street, um, despite the risks and uncertainty in my future. Uh, of course, I had a kid by that point, so I was worried about, you know, supporting my kid and the family generally, and I we bought a new house in the area, so I had lots of pressure, pressures that everybody else has. Right. Um, so, yeah, I doubted my decision. Um, there was a point eventually, though, when I, as this firm continued to grow, where I, I looked back and said, yeah, you did everything right, and you made the right decision, and it's it's starting to, starting to come into play. Were, were there any specific practice areas that you focused on when you started and uh, kind of grew them slowly, or uh, you took whatever came through the door? Yeah, I, I, I took mostly what came through the door because I didn't have an option. Um, I remember somebody walking into the office who had been charged with an impaired uh, offense under the criminal code and thinking in the back of my head during my first interview that I have no idea uh, what to tell this client next or what to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd never even seen a criminal court. Um, so I had lots of those experiences. Um Sometimes I had to refer it out because I knew I was just way over my head. And, you know, when you're dealing with somebody's liberty, that's usually a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So sometimes stuff had to leave, but I tried my best to keep what I could and struggle through it. Um, I rarely build what I probably should have built for my services initially just because I had so so much, uh, I didn't have any confidence whatsoever that I was doing it right or or properly for the client. So, you know, I'm sure at the time I, I way underbilled for what, you know, a lawyer should be charging for services of that type. And, and that was just sort of, you know, part of the growing process was to figure that out and get more confidence so you can actually bill clients for, for value. So what were the biggest takeaways going through that initial, call it a four-year learning curve? Um, what you mean after I opened the firm, this yeah. new firm? What did you learn? Um, how, did, how did you grow as a person from going through that challenge? Ah, boy, that that's a loaded question because so much changed in that four years. Um, I mean, my family grew for one, so that yeah. was you know both a challenge and a blessing at the same time. I, I think probably the greatest attributes I achieved during those four years is really a good, solid understanding of how lawyers um, provide a people service at the end of the day. Um, one of the differences between a market like Central Ontario and Toronto is you never know what's going to walk in the door and you got to deal with people face to face. On Bay Street, other than CEOs and VPs, you know, I didn't see clients, um, hardly ever. Clients never came into my office unannounced or showed up and said, can I speak to Jason? And when you're in a market like Central Ontario, you know, you got a constant influx of people with all kinds of problems. Uh, who are coming to you for help, and you really hone in on your skills on how to provide a good um, people service uh, as part of this job. Um, and I think that's probably the greatest skill I acquired in that four years. So for somebody who is thinking of starting their own practice now, if you had to give them some uh, pieces of advice, what would that be? Um, I would encourage it generally because I, I think not only is it 
is it a good way to practice the law? But I, I think the Toronto marketplace is starting to change um, dramatically, and I think more services are going um, to a smaller firm or to sole practitioners. So I think it's the right time to be opening uh, a smaller sole practitioner law practice outside of Toronto, uh, or in Toronto for that matter. Um, my advice would be, um, you know, dive in. Prepare to spend a ton of time, a ton of commitment. Um, don't expect to benefit financially, um, you know, in the short term in any event. Uh, invest everything you can to make it work, and if you don't, it's not going to work. So if you're going to do it, you got to jump in 110% um, or, or it's not going to work. Um, but if you put that commitment in, it's yeah. there, and that, and that business is there. It's, you just got to persevere until you get there. Do you think you have, since you so you took four years before you jumped into starting your own practice? Do you think that was the right amount of time, or uh, uh, can people even do that sooner? Say after two years of getting experience uh, at a different law firm. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I probably it was probably good that I was trained um, as a Bay Street lawyer before I came here. Um, one, it educated me on sort of how lawyers do simple things like write letters with each other, which you don't learn in law school, and how you communicate with lawyers and what a courtroom looks like and how judges treat you. So I learned quite a bit of that in the four years, which which gave me a big jump start when I was on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you get trained in Toronto like I did, for example, you bring those skills with you to Lindsay. So you've got a skill set you can build on to operate in another market, which served me invaluably. Um, because I, I sort of knew the basics of civil litigation and how to practice it. And that was of great value to me as opposed to coming out of law school when I knew basically nothing, uh, including simple things like how to write a letter, um, because you don't learn that stuff in law school. So, you know, if I were to do it again, yes, I would absolutely spend some time uh, being mentored and trained by very good lawyers before I made the jump. Um, does it need to be four years? I think it depends on the person. Uh, for me, that was the right amount of time and how much I needed to, to get this skill set, but somebody else, you know, it might be sooner, might be a little bit longer. How, so how many hours a week would you say you were working over the first two years, and how many years did it take before the firm was earning at a level that you felt good about? Um, probably in the first two years, when you say working, when you run your own law practice, there's a couple of, there's two parts to that. One is billable time, when you're actually generating revenue, and the other part is trying to figure out how to run a business, which is all non-billable time. So if you took the both together, I mean, in the first two years, I was, I worked harder than I did when I was on Bay Street, which was, you know, probably 80, 90 hours a week. Um, because, you know, it comes home with you. You know, you do it all day, you come home, you spend time with your family, but you're back on the computer at night trying to figure out whatever you need to figure out, not only to run your business, but to make sure you're servicing the clients. So lots of time in the first two years, a um, lot of non-billable time in the first two years, thinking of it as a long-term investment. Um, mm-hmm. that, that transitioned out. I grew the firm. I brought in lots of support staff. Um, there are now seven lawyers at my firm. Um, so as time progressed and as more people were added to the firm, I started to delegate. Um, management issues got delegated eventually. Dealing with the day-to-day accounting got delegated. So more of my focus was strictly on billable time. And that was just a smooth transition. So today, um, 
I largely only do billable time work as opposed to firm administration because that's mm-hmm. all delegated down. And probably I would, my average day, you know, I, I, I now tend to come in a bit early, so I'll maybe be in here for 6 or 6.30, but I try to get home for 3 or 3.30 to meet the school bus. Often I'm on the computer at night for maybe an hour or so, depending on what's going on, um, but not always. So that's probably my typical day these days. Um, I take more time off. I didn't take a lot of time off in the first in the first five years because um, I couldn't afford to. Um, but after 10 years of doing this, I'm now taking regular vacations. And if I want to take a Friday off, there there are people here that can deal with the files and deal with the clients, so I can leave and, and not worry about things. So that's mm-hmm. kind of been the transition. So I, I think we've touched a bit on like the best things about your job and the flexibility that you get by running your own practice. What would you say are some of the uh, the downsides of running your own practice? Well, things like um, a business plan never go away, and it evolves over time. So, you know, at this point in time, um, this firm, which which I think I mentioned has about seven lawyers, I think probably in, other than the Durham region, but in, in my area, which is central Ontario, short of getting into Oshawa, we've now become the second largest firm in the area. There's a firm in Peterborough that's uh, bigger than this firm, mm-hmm. but the business plan never changes. Um, one of, I think, my strengths as, as operating a business has been growing the business with marketing promotion and how to do that, and that constantly evolves. So the business plan five years ago was dramatically different from the business plan that exists now um, because we're targeting different objectives, we're targeting different client bases, the way we promote the business is, is changing and evolving. So I don't think those things ever change. They're dynamic and they evolve over time. Um, so I still spend a lot of time, um, not necessarily on the day-to-day management of the firm, but on the you know medium-long-term growth strategies of the firm. And that still occupies a lot of my time. Um, but I can't get rid of that because when you're the principal of, of the business, that's your responsibility. So that's an ongoing challenge is the time time to make sure I do that and, and offer that sort of leadership and guidance to the firm generally. Um, one of the other challenges is I still work more than I'd like to. Um, at 43 with three kids at home, I'm really trying to prioritize more family life. I don't want to be one of those lawyers, you know, when your your kids all turn 16 or 17 or 18, look back and go, wow, that went way too fast and I didn't do enough with my kids. Yeah. I'm really trying to refocus on that and listen to what more senior lawyers tell me about, look, don't kill yourself right now because it's not worth it and you'll regret not, not having the family time. I'm really listening to them who have done this already and trying to prioritize on that. But that's a challenge too. Um, because it's a very busy firm. I'm very busy in my practice, and managing these things is an ongoing challenge. So whether it be traditional advertising or more creative marketing strategies, what are some of the ways that you have um, grown the firm in the community? (laughs) Well, um, from a community perspective, I, I would think this firm is just probably quite far ahead from other uh, practitioners in the area in terms of community involvement. So we do all kinds of somewhat creative things. So we, we run a contest called Haunt Your Home, which is a citywide annual event in October where uh, the whole community gets involved and decorates their homes for Halloween. And we run a big contest on a website, uh, hauntyourhome.ca, for this. And this contest has just taken off like crazy, and it's a very popular event 
in the city of Kawartha Lakes, which is where our main office is. How many but we do things like that. Um, well, in terms of entrance, so, I mean, this is the fifth year we're doing it this year. Um, on average, we have uh, we've had as much as a hundred people enter the contest. We've had more than a million visitors to the website. Wow. Um, so far, we we have people coming into the City Court Lakes from outside the area to do tours and and, and sort of enjoy all the haunting. And it, you know, you're hard pressed, I think, to walk down to, to be on the street in the City Court Lakes and say to somebody, "Hey, have you heard of Haunt Your Home?" Everybody's going to have heard of it. Sure. So, I mean, that, that's technically mark. You know, it, a part of that is marketing, but mm-hmm. a part of it is a big commitment by us to the community. So we do that, and we do other initiatives, like we run a kids' road hockey tournament now in May, which is very popular. We close off the downtown, and we run a giant road hockey tournament for kids uh, with with charity for the March of Dimes. Um, we generally, through our community initiatives, raise uh, between fifty and 60000 annually for local charities or not-for-profits. Um, we do things like uh, we run... Um, kid of the week programs where people uh, submit their kids who have done special things and we you know we do a, a marketing or a promotional program that that talks about the special kids in the community and, and promote those types of things and then we generally awesome. promote a lot of um, you know local sporting teams um, other initiatives in the area we, we generally try to give a lot of sponsorship um, to, to people that are doing things locally as well I love it. This is such a good entrepreneurial story and, uh, you know, in, in the law boat, it just so happens to be. Um, what, uh, when did you make your first hire in terms of another lawyer and how do you generally decide how to bring more people into uh, Wards PC? That's a tough one because, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to balance profitability. Um, yeah. my key, I'm, I'm as much about running a successful business as I am about being a successful lawyer. In my experience, there are many lawyers out there who are wonderful, smart, excellent advocates or lawyers and really don't have very good business sense or skills. Um, and there are a lot of them out there. So I think one of my strengths is I really focus on the business part uh, of a law practice um, as much as I do uh, as about being an advocate. And I think that's partly why this firm has grown so fast so soon. Um, the decision about whether to bring in other counsel is a tough one because profitability is a factor. Um, the new lawyer, the fit in terms of the personality is hugely important for me um, because I'm a very family-oriented approach to this firm. Yeah. Um, the, ri- the risk most lawyers face with bringing in lawyers is they spend a lot of time training and mentoring the lawyer, and the lawyer says, well, I can do this on my own and opens up their own firm. Um, so it's got to be the right fit in terms of the person and the personality Um, and then generally you know on the business issues it's it's you sit down and crunch some numbers Um, what do I anticipate for this person's billings how do I anticipate that will grow with my mentorship over time Um, am I prepared to make an investment in this new lawyer in the short term to get a profit gain in the long term And, and you sit down and do the financial analysis and those were the biggest factors in me, and each time I grew um, the advocate role at this firm. So I know you just mentioned about uh, having your focus on the business side of things as well, but are there any other skills that you would say that contributed to your success thus far? Um, I, you know, if I, if at the risk of being immodest, probably I would answer that with, um, I, I think I have generally good people skills. 
Uh, I think I'm, I'm able to deal with people um, very effectively, um, con- keeping in mind that, that what I view lawyers' role as generally is a public service. Um, yes, you have to be a great lawyer. Yes, you have to know the law. If you're a courtroom lawyer, yes, you've got to be good in the courtroom. But fundamentally, if you're not good with your clients and people uh, in instilling confidence and trust and helping them and, and helping them work through their problems, you're not going to be that successful, uh, at least not outside of Bay Street. Um, so mm-hmm. probably the skill I would say in answer to that would be generally my people skills. What are the next steps for Ward's PC? We're growing. Um, we've expanded into Toronto, which is going well. We're now going to expand into the Peterborough area and down into the Durham region. Uh, we're about to hire another lawyer because we are adding personal injury to our practice areas. So that's in the works now. Uh, that would mean the only area of law we don't practice is criminal. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I think that's going to be um, changed in the near future as well. So we've become fully full service. Oh, congratulations to you. When you say expand, yeah. are you opening offices in both Durham and Peterborough as well? Yes. That, well, that's the business plan anyways. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And there is currently an office in Lindsay, as we talked about, and then in Toronto as well? Yes, we have an office at Young & Lawrence that's been open now for about six months. How many, uh, many councils are there? There's only one council there right now, and we okay. have plans to expand to two in the near future. Amazing. Wow. Such a yeah. good story. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, but, that's, uh, yeah, yeah that is good. wonderful. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's all very exciting. It's, it's, you know, my whole theory in the business model was build a firm so I don't necessarily have to be here all the time or working this hard, but still benefit from what I've built to date. Absolutely. Um, it's and that, that's sort of my whole philosophy in the business part of the practice of law. Yeah. Well, it sounds like just listening to you, you still have that excitement that I think you probably had when you just started off and that drive. So that's fascinating. And it's also yeah. Empo- yeah, and it's empowering for people at our the stage in our career because um, oftentimes going through law school, the working uh, in Toronto, uh, whether it be Bay Street or otherwise or other major markets, kind of drilled into you as the path and um, working in smaller markets or starting your own firm or being a sole practitioner are kind of secondary options. But when you hear about it packaged this way, and especially if you're someone who has a bit of an entrepreneurial streak in them, to be able to apply that, use your business skills, use your people skills, get involved in the community, and really see something build in addition to your law skills, that's, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing, awesome story. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm pretty far ahead of you guys. You know, I'm, I might be, whatever I am, 12 or 13 years ahead of you. But, I mean, I think it was as, as similar then that, as you're experiencing now. Was I remember getting, you know, letters back for summer employment at the base you firm saying, sorry, not this year. And I remember how frustrating it was to go through the, you know, the charades of the interview process and, and all the procedures involved. And, I was very lucky to get hired at a law school, I think, for articling, and I was lucky to get picked up by Ogilvy Renault at the time. Um, and I, these firms treated me wonderfully. I, I have nothing but great things to say about the former Ogilvy Renault, now Norton Bright, on how they treated me. And they, they were wonderful. But, you know, the law is, is a, 
a law practice is a business as much as it is anything else. And, you know, if you're entrepreneurial, um, you can make this business work and it, you can have as much success personally and financially as you would have had in Toronto if, if you can um, take this business uh, and continue to grow it. And there's no question in my mind that for the right person who's interested in doing that, there are many opportunities outside of Bay Street. Uh, I've now done both, and, and, you know, I think that's a testament to that. Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot, Jason. We really appreciate you taking this time and sharing your story with us. You're very welcome, and it was great to meet you both. And uh, who knows, maybe uh, I'll have a competitor in this area at some point in the future. This is The Law School Show.